How do women get heard? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the RK3 show. This is episode 22, 22. Yep, we are moving this thing right along to the quarter mark, and I'm excited about it. Maybe we should double up on some of the episodes to get there quicker. Anyway, listen, I want to give a quick, quick, quick shout out to Eric Hervé Jean-Baptiste because he's been listening to the show so much that his son sings the theme music. Check this out. Welcome to the Arcade Show. Ha! Yes, I absolutely love it. Thanks for sharing that with us, Eric. I look forward to hearing more from you and your son, and maybe we'll have him as a guest on an upcoming episode. That's awesome, man. Listen, have you heard episode 21 with Diana Boer? She talked about the importance of sharing your story through writing. So if you have not listened yet, head back over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Spotify to download episode 21. Listen to it. Take notes. Leave a review. That's how the show gets shared with more ears and more eyes. And we need you, people. We need you. All right. Listen, I love it. I love it. I'm in a good mood today. Can you tell? Well, I think I'm always in a good mood, but I may be in a special, special, special good mood today. All right. Listen, I wanted to share a quick resource. This is brought to you by Zoom. I host most of my important meetings on Zoom. Zoom is a video conference platform that lets you schedule, record, transcribe, and host meetings all at once. Your most important meetings no longer require a note taker who needs to listen and participate at the same time. I don't know about you. Have you ever tried to lead a meeting, listen to what everybody's saying, write down the most important points, and then still be fully engaged in the meeting? That's a tough job. So why don't you grab Zoom? Schedule your most important meetings, record your important sessions through Zoom, and save yourself some time and effort. Zoom. All I want to do is Zoom. Check out Zoom. The link for Zoom is in the show notes. Okay, let's jump into the show. Today, my guest is a girlfriend. No, not my girlfriend, but she is a chief girlfriend, the head of HR Girlfriends, a human resources networking and strategic partnership organization. Sanaa Rasul is a consultant who helps organizations find and keep amazing talent and empowers them to be educated and knowledgeable about how to be the best in their industry. Sanaa's got a story. Let's tell it. I want to introduce to you my friend Sanaa Rasul. She is the CEO, the executor, the president, the chief everything person, amazing officer of HR Girlfriends. I probably said all of that wrong, but I know she's going to give me the rundown right now. Sanaa, what is happening? 
Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for having me. I actually was tickled by your rundown of my titles. I affectionately go by Chief Girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, Chief Girlfriend. So tell me a little bit about what the Chief Girlfriend does. Ah, what doesn't she do? Uh, HR Girlfriends was a brainchild of mine. I was in the HR field and decided that I wanted to connect more with my peers. And so that's what I do five, six years later is connect my peers to each other, to opportunities, and really focus on the personal and professional development of HR practitioners throughout the world. And we do that through really quality programming and partnerships. Okay. So give me an example of some of the programming that you have. What does that look like? Oh, wow. So uh, about two weeks ago, we did an amazing webinar with a woman named Catherine Solomon. She wrote a book called Ambition Redefined. And her book has um, gotten some really rave reviews um, from Women's Magazine and some other outlets. And really, the focus was women can look at flexibility and work very differently than our mothers. And we should always be working as long as we can to ensure financial independence. And so looking at what work looks like and also looking at all of those other things is really important. Awesome. Awesome. So I, one of the things that is big now, and it should be, I I was not alive when they had the feminism and women's liberation movement happening or, or at the genesis of that, but I've heard about the glass ceiling quite a bit since I was, yeah, I don't know even how, but it's been the last 20 plus years or so. So what is it that women need to do to get heard in public spaces, I mean, you're in corporate environments. What, what, what do women need to do to get heard? Or is that even an insult to think that? Oh, no, it's not an insult. I mean, there are topics that we're not talking about as much because any time in society there's strides that are made, there is an assumption that we're okay, right? We look at the conversation, the taboo one about race, and we say, but we're better now. It's like, yeah, yeah, but. And so the glass ceiling, I remember writing a paper about that in graduate school and undergrad. And although it's not, I think, the way we traditionally were introduced to the topic, it still remains. Um, But really it boils down to who's advocating for you within the organization, who are your mentors, what's your visibility, all of those things matter. And being very clear that when those things aren't present for you, that being comfortable will get you no closer to what you're looking for. So a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of women um, find themselves giving themselves good reasons why change isn't necessary, not right now. And so now I'm thinking, okay, well, what do I do next? And so really the glass ceiling isn't necessarily self-imposed, but there are a lot more avenues available to us that we need to exercise. Wow. So one of the things that I I see quite often is I am either applying for or I get information about conferences. And I see a lot of conferences and I look at the lineup of speakers and more often than not, it is predominantly males, unless it's a women's conference, right? So that kind of maybe indirectly almost gives the idea that women either can't speak or don't do as great, great a job or not in positions where they can present themselves. So what are the things that women need to do in order to put themselves in position to, to be the spokesperson for 
organizations or events? Well, I'll give you using myself as an example. So before HR Girlfriends, I wasn't necessarily a thought-out speaker. It wasn't anything like that. Sure, I was smart. I was go-getting. I was trying to make strides in my career. But it wasn't until I created the HR Girlfriends platform and I started having a voice around things that were important to me that other people would say, well, can you speak? And it wasn't always about the things that I was super passionate about. But there were topics that I had opinions about or wanted yeah. to share my insight about. And so I really, you know, in the beginning when I started HR Girlfriends, I said, look, the platform is designed for the women to use it. And I think what's happening is, is I don't know if it's um, indoctrination of women where they feel like, you know, I don't want to become across like I, you know, I'm using someone or I need someone. I'm telling women there are platforms out here, whether it's blogs or vlogs or organizations like mine, where you get your feet wet in speaking and formulating ideas and communicating those ideas. And once you begin a track record, then those conferences can feel confident that you can be a speaker. Um, it's not something that just happens overnight. Even with my platform, um, it's taken me time. And I don't even seek out speaking opportunities. I just tend to say yes when I'm asked. So everyone has to have their own philosophy around what they want out of their career, if public speaking or any of those things matter. But we're all a subject matter expert in something. Um, even if they are a million benefit professionals or a million HR directors, no one has had your experience. And so there is a story to tell that you can share and you can start with that. Wow. So let's stop there for a second. I want to dig just a little bit deeper. You said there's a story to tell, and that's kind of one of the taglines I use in the show all the time. But a lot of people don't feel like their story matters or it's, it's something that people would even want to hear. How, what, what is the thing that they can look for? So if somebody's sitting in front of you and is saying that I, my story doesn't matter, what do you tell them? I tell them that I understand that it's very easy to feel like you're one of, but the truth is never be another Sana. Even if someone looks like me, sounds like me, maybe we went to the same graduate school, there's only one of me. And so I'm learning through my public speaking and other things that I do with the community of HR Girlfriends is that my story is unique to me and it inspires others where I've lived the story. So in my mind, I don't know how inspiring it would be until you open your mouth and you say, let me tell you where I came from. Let me tell you my struggles. Let me tell you how it took me 10 years to finish my undergraduate degree and why. And so if you haven't done that yet, don't worry because it's possible. Let me tell you how I haven't been in HR a decade yet, but I have made so many, many noteworthy um, achievements that I am proud of. But it wasn't because I'm special, I'm different, because I'm built the way I'm built. I've had opportunities and we all have that. And so I'm speaking at uh, the Virginia Sherm uh, uh, State Conference coming up in Virginia Beach in April uh, next month. And you know, I'm writing this speech and I'm working with my speechwriter and I'm going, okay, so what's the story? And for my speechwriter to say, this is your speech. I'm just helping you formulate it. So I need everything that's in your head 
to come out. And by the time I was done, I went, wow, my story is impactful. So taking time to reflect on your life and not second guessing that what you have to say isn't worth speaking because that's not true. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey, folks, while we have a little break, I just wanted to remind you that if you have any questions and you want to hear them answered on the show, shoot me a voicemail. Go to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail. And I'll play the voicemail on an upcoming show and answer your question. Also, I wanted to share with you the Speak Right Now community. If you have an interest in speaking or writing, come hang out with me in the Speak Right Now community on Facebook for Mojovation, inspiration, and education. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Speak Right Now community. Okay, I look to see you in the group. And now, back to the show. So one of the things that is 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 interesting and sad at the same time is that we have we all have stories but sometimes we have to frame our stories or language it in a certain way so that people can hear it or connect to it. So are there things that you find as far as women are concerned language or ways that they can speak that will connect or allow them to be heard even more effectively? Yes, but it starts with some really small things. I remember when I started HR Girlfriends and I started being around a lot more men at conferences or um, I started taking note to how men in the field would get their wings for VP and chief roles. It wasn't necessarily the same path as women where we a lot of us work from the bottom up. Um, and so I started going, okay, so what is this thing that men have that we don't have? And I, I know in this world of feminism, I've been, a, been accused of being a feminist. I'm totally okay with that. But in this world <laughs> of feminism, I know it's really important that, you know, we all see each other as equal, but I'm here to tell you that men and women, there are distinct differences. And I wanted to encompass my communication on in a way in which whatever was working for men, why couldn't it work for me? So for instance, when I was working at an organization a few years ago, HR Girlfriends had started, and I remember trying to test this thing out, and it was scary. I was running late to the office, and instead of giving the rundown in this email, quick email to my boss about the stoplight, the breakfast burnt, the 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 lights blew up, I didn't say any of that. I said... Elliot, I'm running late. I'll see you at the office around 1130. Um, ooh, scary for women. You mean wow. we didn't put the fillers in? We didn't say that, you know, all these things occurred and here's why I'm late? No, because in theory, I knew my intended audience was a man and he's not all those details. Womp, womp, womp. And so it was who am I? I am a very reliable, timely person who's running late today. The end. I'll be there. Um, and whatever it took to accommodate those hours, I was going to deal with that. And I had no pushback. I, could, I remember how scary sending that email was because I left out the details. And when it worked, I went, oh, I'm on to something. And wow. so that was one thing. And then the other thing was, 
um, learning to stop saying sorry, because uh, I'm not sorry. I'm just not sorry and meaning it. You know, I think it's like on autopilot for many women is like, I'm sorry, but, but, or I'm sorry. And you're not sorry. If we can be present for the fact that we have as much value as the other person on the other side, no matter how high up they rank, I think we can do better at the way we communicate. I even set up a programming arm of HR Girlfriends called a male perspective because I value the uniqueness of men, the way they're able to communicate their needs. Mm. You know, when we talk about salary negotiations and you say to people, okay, well, by the way, you know, men are doing it better than we are. And you're like, oh, well, are they? And so you get to a place where it's like, well, why is that? It's because even if they don't meet all the qualifications, in their minds, they showed up and you showed up too to have a conversation. So we're not going to do anything other than have a real conversation and tell you what I need, tell you how I need it in the most professional way possible. And then I step back wow. and I let you communicate, right? So there's some really critical things that I think we can learn from the genders, even from men learning from women. But I think those are some real key things that I would impart upon women listening. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, that's, I mean, there's a lot of gold there. So I want you to, whoever's listening to go back and rewind even that segment because you should sit and take notes. So let's wrap up with this. So now why should people get connected with HR girlfriends? I know it's not just a local, we're in Maryland, Virginia area. It's not just local. It's, it's national at least. So why should people get connected with HR girlfriends? They should get connected with HR girlfriends. Let's say you're an HR professional at a variety of levels. You should get connected because the truth of the matter is that we need community. We need the ability to connect with one another, and that's how we grow. I remember seeing a New York Times article written by a Caucasian woman who said, it's not that minorities are any less smarter than other races, but what what other races do have ahead of us is our social networks. And so, you know, and so with that, it is connecting with the HR community for resources, for growth, for so many things, being able to take care of those items through the community and programming and just amazing connections. I've been able to get women jobs, not directly, but because I said, who do you need to know to get that opportunity you want to know, whether it's an information interview or not. So, and for sponsors, you know, I've taught, I've, you know, I always talk to my sponsors and partners and I say, well, why do you want to connect with HR girlfriends? And the truth of the matter is, is because we associate differently and the benefits of that are seen with the members and they're seen with those who partner with us. So we're just a great community to join. We have thousands of members across the country, um, 11,000 and counting, and we're not going to stop. That's awesome. Where, where else can we connect with Sanaa, the Sanaa Rasul online? Well, HR Girlfriends has uh, social media uh, activity, um, HR Girlfriends, all one word on Facebook, Instagram, on LinkedIn, which we're heavily populated, or our website, which is hrgirlfriends.com. You can also find me on Twitter, uh, last name R-A-S-U-L-S-A-N-A, 
of course, at sign Russell Sanaa. And um, yeah, or jump on our website, send a contact form. I will reach out. I'll get it. I try to respond to as many inquiries as possible personally. So you know that I'm here and giving you direct access to what's, what is available to me. Being heard is important. Everyone wants to be heard. And when people aren't heard, we tend to retreat or we tend to yell about things which don't directly relate to the things that are actually the problem. So if you're in a position where you have influence over whether people can get heard or not, then I want to encourage you to hear them or put things in place to allow them to be heard. That's all people really want on many days just to be heard. Have you subscribed to the show? Make sure you do. And don't forget to leave a review. Come on, folks. We need you to make this thing go. So don't forget to tell your people, your people, your peeps to go over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking, rating, and a review for the show. Also, head over to the other major podcast outlets, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review and let me know by shooting me an email, podcast at robertkennedy 3 Com. I hope you had fun today. I hope you learned something. Most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. If I can be helpful with that process, let me know by hopping over to Robert Kennedy, the number three dot com. Hey, y'all, don't forget everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy, the third RK3, and you've been listening to the RK3.